all about tweens today. Yippee! In the next few minutes, you're going to hear how to talk to your tween about sex when they identify as a lesbian. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. It's Sarah Sproul. I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And the answer to this question comes from the growth pillar of the Evolved Family Method. And the growth pillar shows you how to talk about every single sensitive topic related to sex, bodies, babies, relationships, all that sort of stuff. And do that in a way that supports having open conversations with kids. And to get really specific, kids, no matter what their orientation, because let's have some real talk for a minute. The child, the small children we are raising, we have no idea what they're going to grow up to be. We don't know most of the time what sort of relationships or people they are going to be attracted to, if any at all even. So that means that if you have a situation like this where a tween has told you that they are gay or lesbian or bi or whatever the word is that feels exactly right to them, that you may be going back and thinking about conversations you've had in the past and wondering what needs to change now. You may be searching for resources online. You may be Googling something like inclusive sex ed, or maybe you're Googling a question like, my tween has told me they're a lesbian. What do I do now? And if you're like this parent who's asked this question, um, you may not be finding many resources like this because this parent who've sent in this question, that's their experience. So you might feel sort of on your own. And that makes sense that you would be taking action like that because you know your child needs something specific. And the reason they need something specific is because the world in general does not treat people or talk to young growing people in a way that prepares them for any sort of relationship or sexual experience they might get into in the future. Oftentimes our world is focused very much on and assumes that our children are going to be straight and only in opposite sex relationships. So I've learned that when a parent or another caring adult who is raising a child feels stuck in this way or is searching for information, particularly when their kid has shown them or told them who they really are. It's a sign that the tongue-tied parent effect is in play. So this effect causes you to feel unsure, maybe a bit clueless in fact, under-resourced, and there could be even a sense of anxiety around not having given your child specific information that is going to help their, their particular life experience, their particular relationship experiences. And I completely understand why you would feel that because most of us want to give our kids experiences that we didn't have growing up. And oftentimes that experience will be something like getting information, support, guidance, that makes growing up and entering into relationships safer, easier, and maybe even giving our kids feelings of more confidence that who they are is worthy of love and respect. So in this episode, I'm going to show you how to talk to your tween about sex when they identify as a lesbian. Step number one, let's have a think about 
what the purpose of this talk is. Now, oftentimes, if I ask a group of adults about the purpose of a talk like this, they'll say, I want to give my kids the ability to, or the skills to be respectful of their own needs, the needs of other people, to be able to speak up, to keep themselves safe, and all that is really good. However, it's not necessarily the be-all and end-all, the top priority of conversations that guardians, parents, parents of all types have with kids, though most of us will think that that's the goal, information safety. The information is not the most important thing. It's more about the connection and the chance that we can show up and show our child beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are worthy of love and respect. We see them for who they are. We appreciate them and we are here to support them no matter what. This is an important distinction because most of the world, even if the people around them are supportive of LGBTQ plus people, the media, expectations in healthcare, even situations, in social situations, um, will be that our kids will be straight. And so there are these little micro moments in their lives that go a long way to suggesting to them that, you know what, maybe you're not maybe you're not exactly right maybe you're not quite as great as if you were straight um when people assume our kids are straight and they're not it's complex so in our family it's super important to use the time we have with our family to constantly be showing up as supportive and even encouraging so when we put that as our goal in our parenting then The way we talk about relationships and sex can shift and change. So that brings me on to step two. How can we apologize? Some parents, when I suggest an apology as a strategy for building deeper connection and talking about sensitive things, have the reaction of, I've got nothing to apologize for. Why why would I be apologizing? But that's missing the point that apologies can be amazing strategies of connection. So in this situation that we're talking about, where we have a tween who has told us that they are a lesbian and they've used that particular word and we want to support our kid, an apology can be a really great way to show support and not only show support, but give you a reason to start a conversation about this whole part of Um, what sex is and how there are different ways that we can look after our mental health and our physical health when we are starting to have relationships with other people where we're sharing our body with them. So an apology in this sense could start off something like this. I need to apologize to you. And our kid might say, what for? And you might say, I fell into the unseen trap even though I love you so, so much, I love you exactly for who you are, but I spoke about sex in a way that assumed that, and then you put in the assumption. So what was your assumption? Maybe assumed you were going to be straight or assumed that you might have eventually have sex with someone with a penis. 
And just for the record, since we're talking specifics, um, a lesbian could still have sex with someone who has a penis on their body. So the apology functions as a way to open a conversation and model to your child what taking responsibility for a mistake looks like. You're modeling what it feels like for someone to say, I'm sorry, right? So your kid can start expecting when other people make mistakes or assume things about your kid's orientation, what an, orient what an apology looks like and feels like. So they have a template on which to judge other people's behavior. So if other people feel awkward and don't take responsibility for a mistake like this, then that can sometimes be a red flag for our kids and show them something about that person that will be important for them to know. Inside the Evolved Family Method, which I teach, um, I teach that whole method inside the Evolved School. We learn skills for creating situations in our home that give our kids an experience of what feeling respected feels like or what having their no acknowledged and acted upon feels like or what being given time to make a decision that feels right to them feels like and in these moments when um, they experience what those positive experiences are like and they're doing it in the safety of the home with someone who respects them they're then going out into the world with a yardstick with a template for what healthy strong relationships what respect looks and feels like. If they don't have that, then they can be sort of left guessing what just went on here when something doesn't go quite right. Was that person unkind or was that person dismissive or was that person not willing to take responsibility for their part in this awkward situation? In our families, we are constantly creating templates and opportunities for our child to experience what good relating feels like, what respect feels like, what consent feels like. And this experience that we're talking about today of talking to a lesbian tween about sensitive stuff and sharing bodies is just another one of those opportunities. Step number three, get resources to help you do the heavy lifting. Conversations with parents, with us, are an important part of connecting with our child and giving them a template for what respect feels like and taking responsibility for mistakes feels like. But the practical, everyday, how to take care of ourselves, how to use barrier methods, how to prevent infections, where to go for an STI screen, all that sort of thing. Uh, we don't have to carry the whole burden of that on our own. It's a lot. Right, so one of my favorite books, and I'm going to recommend it to you now for this particular topic, is Let's Talk About It by Erica Moyen and Matthew Nolan. And if you're watching the video, you can see me holding it up. And if you're not, then um, you can Google Let's Talk About It by Erica with a K, and um, Moyen is M O E N. The great thing about this book is it does not assume anyone's orientation, it does not assume anyone's gender. And it's fun cartoon stuff, talking about genitals and STI prevention and relationships and 
sexting and all sorts of practical everyday information that a young person who is growing and interested in relationships um, or is heading into puberty uh, would be interested in. And the great thing is that if you bought or borrowed a book like this, you could look through it yourself and get an idea of language. And then you can give it to your kid. If you would like a second book option, there is this one, Wait What? This is a comic book guide to relationships, bodies and growing up. I'm all about the comic books today. And this is by Heather Corinna. If you're watching the video, you can see me holding the cover up there. Um, otherwise, you can Google Wait What? with a question mark and Heather, C-O-R-I-N-N-A. And then one book that is not a comic book. That is a great Irish written resource, which is great for your family bookshelf. And when I say family bookshelf, I really do mean family bookshelf. I don't mean that you buy this and hide this away in the top part of your cupboard or under the mattress of your bed. Um, this is that book. Um, it's called Sex Educated by Grace Alice O'Shea and Sexual Health West. It's a resource that you can keep on your shelf and use almost like an encyclopedia. You'll be able to look up pretty much everything your child or young person will ask you and they will be able to look up their own answers in this when they just need a little bit more privacy and don't want to come to you for the information that they need. So that's three books to use to help you find the right language, be sure that um, you're saying the right thing or answering questions in the right way for your tween if they've come to you that um, they are a lesbian and what an honor it is to be told that. And I want to reiterate again that this part of raising a young person is not about just the information we give them. It's absolutely about the information we have over and over again to remind them that they are awesome and wonderful exactly as they are and to give them the felt everyday sense of what it feels like to be respected, loved and cared for exactly as they are. So you've just learnt how to talk to your teen about sex when they identify as a lesbian. But this information doesn't do you any good if you don't have the practical skills to sit with complex emotions that might come up, whether that's in yourself or in your young person as they're growing up, because that is a central skill to being able to build and maintain deeper connections with young people as they grow. Now, the Evolved Family Method has a pillar on that. You don't have to go searching for even more information that you're not sure where to get. And that pillar is called the Courage Pillar. And I love the name of that pillar because it really does what it says on the tin. It can be a courageous act to be able to stay connected and supportive of a young person who is growing through something very painful or upsetting for them. And you may actually remember what that sort of experience feels like. Um, I absolutely remember feeling like my heart was breaking into when the person that I had a massive crush on at the time left the school I was at. I was sort of beside myself actually. And what I've learned and maybe what you've learned too um, that was one of the first, but definitely not the only time that I was upset and anxious and worried about something to do with relationships and my body. 
So if you're looking to give your kid something that you didn't have growing up, which is an adult who has the skills to support them through difficult, complex emotions, then you might like to learn the complete evolved family method, which helps parents and other caring adults build deeper connections whilst talking about sensitive stuff, really complex stuff actually related to sex, bodies and relationships. And you're in luck at the moment because the Evolve School where I teach that whole method is currently open. So if you would like to find out more about the Evolve School and how it can support you to do this ongoing connection building, click the link somewhere around this video. Um, and at the time of, um, of releasing this episode, you'll be able to find out how that course can support your family. And that's sitting in the car for another week. Where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person to respect themselves and the people around them. Bye for now. Oops. Damn it. I was doing so well. I just lost the lost the run of myself there. Okay. Okay, we'll go back. <laughs>